0: Hey guys, Uh, welcome back to The Neutral Zone. Uh, This is, yes, another instalment of our series looking back at Euros. And as always, my name is Sam Ward and joined again by Catherine Thomas. Hello. Yeah, so continuing our journey around Central Europe. uh, We are in Slovenia this, well, we're not literally in Slovenia this time. We're talking. About yeah, that
1: Slovenia. would be a, yeah. a cock up rather if we end up in Slovenia. <laughs> oh, so I'm sure it's cool. lovely.
0: Yeah, Slovenia, a fairly fairly experienced dodgeball nation, but only only turning out with a mixed team in in Italy. Uh, yeah, and we have a statement from Primo's Koval. My name is Primoz Kerbel and I am from Slovenia. I am coach, manager and player. For me, this is my sixth international competition. There are three ladies that were in our mixed squad that have more experience and the men's part of the team has less experience than me. We didn't have particularly big expectations leaning into this because our squad wasn't really full strength. We were just here to, to play game to game and see how it goes. So, with our mixed team, we start with our game against Sweden. At the start of the game, Sweden dominates, but we have the we eventually have the answers, turn it around, and in the end we won win that match 16 points to 10. The second game that we had was against Germany, and again here we started very slowly and were behind and had to chase Germany in the second half. At the end, we turn the game and win it, in the end, 16-12. The third game was against Wales, which decided if we play in the quarterfinal against either Austria or Italy. We didn't calculate, and we played as we play each game to win. And at the end, we won 18-12, which set up a tie against Austria in the quarterfinal. We think we weren't so good as Wales, as they play tactically to lose, to avoid Austria in their quarterfinal. The quarterfinal against Austria was a one-way game. Austria played pretty perfectly. They didn't really give us any hope that we could get into the game. Then they were focused to win as much as possible. And we have to admit that they did destroy us. Uh, After this quarterfinal loss, we played against Ireland. Uh, The game was tight throughout, and we knew we had to play our best, and we did, so that we ended up winning 15 points to 11. This win against Ireland meant that we play for the fifth place again against Wales. We start the game for fifth place very poorly, and at half-time we change our game and came back into the game. In the final set of the game, we had the possibility to take the game into overtime, however, at the end, we ended up drawing this period and lost 16, and lost 13-11 in this game. This meant that we came away from Lignano at the European Championships 2018 with 6th place in the, in the mixed category. The tournament was one of the best organised tournaments which I've ever played in. In terms of the quality of play, in general, the men's teams have improved their games. So now we have 10, very, 10 or more very good teams in the men's division. However, England and Austria are too good and all the nations have, are going to have to work very hard that one day they can win a match against them. And really, it's only Scotland's men and, men's and mixed team that get anywhere close to laying a finger on them. Thanks. Uh, thanks to Primoz for that statement. Uh, yeah, thoughts on Slovenia?
1: Well, I think maybe we should address the Welsh Slovenia match first, as he express- explicitly brought it up. Because I know you'd like to just continue the conversation on that topic.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, we have we have spoken. Um, yeah, when he gave when he gave me the statement, he. Did ask me, because he knew I was part of the Welsh setup whether what our mentality was in that game. And truth be told, it we were we were aware that a loss in that game wouldn't have been too devastating. Um I mean Austria Austria's second place uh in their group wasn't fully sewn up by that point, I don't think. And Italy weren't really a challenge to be taken lightly. Um Yeah, so we knew that regardless of how the group panned out, it was likely we were gonna have a tough game to uh to play in the first knockout round knockout round. So we took that as an opportunity to say, okay, if we if we win or lose, we're probably gonna have a tough game next. So let's play. Let's play some of the teams who. Let's play some of our own players who maybe hadn't had the playtime they deserved up to that point. And it was it was a close it was a close game against Slovenia, but but they did end up coming out on top. Um, we looked at it more as an experience perspective for our players who hadn't played a lot before then. Sort of a decent chance for them to. Play a match situation against a very good team,
1: and I think it's also fair to say that by half time, Slovenia well and truly had it in the bag, really, and that wasn't through lack of trying. As you say, that was through using it as an opportunity to try different tactics and players. But after half time, we did stage a bit of a comeback. But ultimately, they were just really strong, and and they had that game pretty much sewn up. So it was a fair result, and well. Neither of us neither of us went on to win our next game, so I don't think it made that much difference to the result overall.
0: Yeah, it's it's one of the it's one of those um when you have Italy as a top seed in each category, it's gonna cause imbalances in the group setups.
1: It's just part of sport, isn't it? No one goes no one goes out to play to lose by any stretch of the imagination, but No. So no one ever goes out to lose, but it is I'm sure it's the case for a lot of teams when you know that what whichever way the match falls isn't going to make that much of a difference to a really tough next game, it's hard to go out to that with a real kill or be killed mentality.
0: Yeah, I suppose it from a Slovenian perspective, it's probably Um, I mean it didn't pay off for it didn't pay off for us if that was uh, a tactical decision because we ended up playing in the 5th, 6th playoffs against each other anyway so there you go
1: Yeah So no I think you can't argue that Slovenia are a strong setup, and it's a shame that they weren't able to bring a full squad but I think they'll be back again like they always come across as a very organised team I think potentially
0: yeah, to, play, to play against as a as a dodgeballing unit there aren't aren't any weak links in there, and you can tell that they're all they're all very experienced on the international stage and they play very well as a unit, yeah yeah
1: they're, they're an excellent set up. I think potentially if you're being slightly harsh, I think the smaller squad size maybe did show I think by day four when we met them again. They were slightly tired more tired than they had been previously, which is fair enough after three days of dodgeball on the trot. So I'm sure next year they'll be looking to improve on that sixth position. And of course they're a team that's been they're a team that's world ranked. So you really can't argue with that.
0: Yeah. Um sorry, I've just seen another bit of a statement. So Yeah. Um uh, sort of other point I know this is the Slovenia the Slovenia pod but another a little um, a little closer from Primoz was that uh, regarding well okay so for your benefit England and Austria are too good and all nations will have to work very hard that one day they can even be close against them only Scotland men and mixed team get anywhere close so I think that's fair enough for a start
1: I, don't know. I think that's an interesting statement to have in there.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so going back to the statement from Primoz, the, uh the little closer about England and Austria being just levels and levels above where anyone else is, apart from maybe with the exception of the Scottish men's team and mixed team.
1: Yeah,
0: very yeah,
1: I think... mentality. Sorry, say a bit again, I spoke over you.
0: Very, very interesting mentality, I said.
1: I'm not sure mentality is fair. I think it's I think it's an accurate observation, for well, unfortunately, fortunately, who really knows. I think Austria and England both benefit from a much more established dodgeball setup in their respective countries, which you would hope in a way it does confer a bit, a, a bit of an advantage on you if you've got the grassroots you've got people coming through grassroots dodgeball play and you've got competitive domestic leagues, it just opens up your player base and gives you so much more reach I yeah I mean you could argue that maybe it's a, a bit defeatist but I think also what Euros really showed was you do have teams that are looking to put that hard work in and Italy, obviously, are very hungry for clawing their way up that ranking table, which I think all of us were really impressed with how far the Italians got this tournament. Uh, Republic of Ireland and Northern Ireland, maybe Northern Ireland slightly ahead, but they really are pushing themselves to expand and grow on the performance they've seen in the past. Who else? France looked much stronger this year, I'd have said. and. I think as dodgeball grows in each of those countries, hopefully we will get to a point where we reach a level of parity in that it will be difficult for England and Austria to be beaten for maybe another couple of years. But I think when we do get there, there'll be a number of teams suddenly hitting that level. And it will be, it's a very interesting time as a new sport to watch the sport grow. Yeah,
0: I mean, well, like like you say, I'm not sure we're necessarily that far off because I mean, you mentioned Northern Ireland in there, and I probably should have bracketed them in the as their men's team as being one of the teams that get close to England and Austria because I mean, England well, Northern Ireland beat them at the World Cup for no less for a medal.
1: For well, one... well, yeah, that definitely needs to be mentioned.
0: Yeah, and and in the at the European championships they they needed overtime to to take down Sweden men and yeah. at the NECs they only beat France by two points there really isn't there really isn't that much between between a lot of the teams and yeah i i think that the rate that the the game is improving in some of the the cohort of nations that is fighting for probably the fourth through eighth positions. I think there's, yeah, there's definitely scope for them to eventually throw England and Austria off the crowning spots.
1: Yeah, definitely. And I think from a coaching perspective, it's not through lack of talent. It really isn't. There are so many amazing dodgeballers from all over Europe and all over the world. I think it's just that the training setup currently for England and Austria is that little bit more consistent and they produce these teams where they have the depth of squad that's consistent. And I think especially if you look at also you look at a lot of the larger squads, they have the larger squads going. They have a lot of heavy internal competition, let alone external competition, to get into those squads. And it just means that they can work on things like the consistency and the tactical approach in a way that teams that maybe only have 20 people available for each team, and then obviously selecting from that group in a similar situation to where Wales are, you don't quite have the luxury of that consistency across the board because you're so much more reliant on each individual player having an excellent day. Whereas, and when they do, you can beat England. All of those teams minus, well, the men's and the women's team have been beaten. So it's, we just need that sort of critical mass of new players or even existing players to get, in, get involved in those setups and just give other nations that consistency, which is where England and Austria just still continue to dominate.
0: Indeed. Right, I think we've probably we've probably uh Talked gone, on about that enough. And gone on a bit of a tangent from Savinia, so that may be time to call that a day. Yeah. Um thanks. yeah, thanks to thanks to Pre-Marge for his statement. And thanks to you guys for tuning in. And we'll see you at the next one.